Welcome to Tanked Up, the podcast all about video games and craft beer. I'm Ben. I'm here with Lucy. Hello. Hey. Hey. How are you, Lucy? Uh, I've got a cold, so <gasps> apologies. I'm going to sound a bit nasally. Oh, no. Mm. Never mind. Oh, so this is your message earlier suggested you've been smashing back the Lemsip. Yeah, I'm just going to hook it up to my veins <laughs> intravenously. <laughs> just put it in there. Nice, at least it won't affect your taste buds then. Well, I'll just taste lemon all the time, won't I? Yeah. I'll just have I'll this just nice lemony con- scent everywhere yeah. you go. <laughs> <laughs> just have a lemon consistency and that's it. <laughs> nice, mm. nice. Awesome. Well, we're going to try and break through the cold. Get some beers down here. What are you going to drink? I am starting off the evening with a light pale ale. 3.8%. It's from Gypsy Hill and it's called Beatnik. Oh, another Ooh. Gypsy Hill? Yes. Went back to my beer shop after liking the uh, the Doyen mm. um, so much. I was like, you know what? I'll try that. Try another one of theirs. Um, Beatnik is a light, refreshing pale ale. Goes well with fish dishes and wellies. Drink it and talk to people, which I guess we're, well, talking to person. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the other, yeah, and the other people inside my head so that counts yes anyone yeah. listening you're kind of talking at yeah. rather than to i guess which is what i prefer anyway yeah <laughs> <laughs> what nice, are you drinking nice um i picked up um i rate saison um it's uh, as it says on the front a collab made with our friend melissa cole on october the 25th 2017 and it's from brasserie de la seine from Brussels. Ooh. I don't think I've had anything from these guys before. Alright. And it was new in the bottle shop. Yeah, so in, in prime place to kind of pick up. So uh, I did. Have you had anything from Melissa Cole before? She gets around. She does quite a lot of uh, collaborations and with breweries. Yeah, I don't think I have. I've read a lot of her stuff. Mm. I don't think I've ever had any beer that she's been involved in, though. Oh, my God. That's possibly the worst pour I've ever done. Oh, wow. (laughs) It's going to be a while. It's like 75% ahead. Smells (laughs) nice, though. (laughs) Get get a lot off that nose. (laughs) Oh, oh, no. Um, This is... So it's a Saison, and it's 5.5%. It doesn't give me any of the ingredients in terms of what hops are in there. It says spelt saison uh, with Brett, I think. Mm-hmm. Just has W, Brett. So unless that's West Brett, with Brett, wet Brett. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but it's there. Something's in there. Yeah, some uh, Brett is in there. Yes. Yeah. How's yours? Yeah, immediately you get like a nice fruity tropical citrus aroma uh, from the nose mm. um, in terms of uh, colour it's probably just dark straw coloured okay 
probably not coming through to you, but it's um yeah, it's really light. It's very it's it's very clear. Mm. Um drinking it, it's it's really bitter. I'd love to know how many okay. IBUs it has. I'm not sure if it says on the can. But yeah, um it's really bitter, which which I like. I mean um a lot of pale ales now nowadays go the way of having been more juice forward and mm. I still like those really bitter beers. Yeah. Um but yeah it's bitter, it's clean. I I'm not I don't think you get much fruit in the flavour when tasting it. I think I'm getting mostly bitterness. Mm. But it's a very you know, very easy drink and it's a very sessionable pale ale, especially at three point eight percent. Could knock a few but a few of these back and be very happy, so Yeah. Yeah, it's a nice beer. There's not it's not a lot going on, but that's that's fine with me. It's a classic standard pale ale. Mm, mm. So, what did you say it was about three point eight percent? Yeah, three point eight. Nice. Mm. So very sessionable. Yeah. Yeah. Aww. And it's really clean and crisp and you just wanna go back for more mm. every time. Yeah. Uh, I remember last week we had a brief um a brief comment on the size of Gypsy Hill's cans. Are they 440 or 330? Is that a 330? Yep, this is a 330. Um, it's interesting. Yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, because a lot of the cans I saw were all 440. Mm. Uh, this was, I think was the, this might have been one of the only ones that were 330 in the shop. Mm. So, who knows? Yeah, I wonder whether they've done it because it's kind of that sessionable mm, beer it's yeah. almost something that you want quite quickly something that's really light something that's going to be refreshing but is still a good well-made beer to yeah. kind of just be able to to knock back uh, not have to kind of sit there with a load of you know really hop forward juicy mm-hmm. kind of liquid to to try and get through yeah um they have like a little scale on the back of the uh, can um where it goes color hops and abv the color mm. and the abv on like one out of five and hops is uh two out of five which is quite surprising to me because it's so bitter and i'd imagine a lot of that bitterness is coming from the hops but yeah yeah it's it's interesting but mm. i'd love to see how many ibus this is but i bet it's probably like something ridiculously low like 20 and it's just me yeah. <laughs> my taste buds are off or something but yeah <laughs> i really like that that's it while you're ill everything tastes slightly different <laughs> yeah it's it's not it doesn't taste like lemsip therefore it's bitter. That's probably yeah. the case. <laughs> <laughs> How's yours? Um, well, what I've had from it so far, it's got a, you know it's got a sort of a classic saison nose to it. Not quite as spiced as I thought it mm. may have have been, especially being called yeah. sort of like a, it's called an the I well, it says I rate two words. I kind of I read it as I rate saison. Mm-hmm. Slightly angry, and the the imagery on the bottle as well may push towards that kind of reading into it as well. So I kind of almost expected a a, a bit more of a spiced, a bit more of a peppery kind of yeah. um, flavor to it. But I think the Brett is pushing through a hell of a lot. There's such this sort of like grapey, almost kind of champagne-y kind of okay, yeah. fragrance and flavor to it. I mean, it's so carbonated that head is barely mm. receded whatsoever um, but unlike yours it's a, a really light straw color like really light mm-hmm. and it's it's 
I can't see through it whatsoever. It's yeah. it's kind of it's not hazy, bit murky, but, but it's murky. Yeah, mm. yeah, exactly. Uh, but you on the on the flavour, you just get a little bit more than you get on the nose. As I say, mm. the nose is kind of a you know just a nice standard kind of saison nose, but the flavour just get that kind of vinous those vinous qualities. Yes. And, mm. Yeah, you do. I mean, it's settled down a little bit now. I don't know whether the the, the carbonation, which is sort of dissipating very slightly, pushed it a little bit more. Um, okay, is it the Ninkasi from Wild? Um, um, which is kind of their... Is that their breaded one? Um, which they have, they gives you that kind of their champagne yeah. kind of flavour to it. Um, they have quite a few that... I know that they've used Brett in it. But mm, mm. that might be the one. And I think the one I'm thinking of it was it's it's like really carbonated the whole way through, yeah. which which does remind you of champagne sort of constantly. Um, you know, from my very limited experience with champagne, yeah. but <laughs> this kind of the carbonation um, is is all come out in the head, and and when I actually sip it, mm-hmm. it's 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 almost completely gone. I've got this slightly flatter kind of uh, mouthfeel, but the the, the kind of the breath, the flavour does kind of fade just a little bit mm. without that carbonation backing it up as well. Um, is it refreshing in that way? That not a carbonation or? I think it was. I think it was refresh, a little more refreshing with the carbonation. Yeah. Um, it's actually now without the carbonation, it's, it's really dry. Yeah, and I mean. I don't know when I think saisons. I think quite a few of them do have that dry quality to them. So yeah, I kind mm. of. It, it's not just sort of like a dry bit. It's actually drying my mouth out as well, mm-hmm. sucking all of the moisture yeah. away completely. Um, and it's good that it's only five point five because even with this. Um, ridiculous head which is almost gone now mm-hmm. it's, it's stuck around for you know a few minutes maybe five minutes but this is going to be drunk so quickly <laughs> I think that that kind of like that breaded flavour maybe that kind of almost grape flavour to it yeah just elevates it a little bit you know above a, a kind of like a normal saison mm-hmm. um, and it's maybe not quite as spiced as I said, as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think that takes away from it at all. Yeah. I mean, so there's 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 a little bit there, not a huge amount, but I okay. think it's you know maybe backing up the um, the grapey kind of notes a little more than than being at the forefront of the flavour. Yeah. Um, I'm starting to taste a tiny bit of fruit in my beer. Mm. Now that I've had a few more sips, um, still getting that bitterness and like. Also getting like a piney resinous um, okay. kind of taste as well, but it's a tiny hint of fruit there, um, mm. which you'd expect from a pale ale. But but yeah, it's the bitterness that I can that lingers, that I can still taste, and that's uh, leaving a lasting impression. Um, nice, but yeah, it's nice. Excellent, excellent. Mm. Um, I think I'm going to jump into a game. Go for it. Because I've been playing. One of your favourite games from last year. Horizons? No. <laughs> no. One that I haven't played. One that I haven't played yet. Uh, I think I mentioned last week that it was in the machine, uh, but I've yeah. jumped full force into Wolfenstein 2 
the new Colossus. Oh, it's so good. Oh, I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, it's, and um, you'd be mad if I'd just cut off Skype now and hang <laughs> up if you had said otherwise. <laughs> be like, who is this schmuck? <laughs> you know? oh, How I, far are you into it? Um, I've got no idea mm. um, in terms of like how long it, how long the game is, how far yeah. through I am. Um, but is it, are you in a specific uh, city that you remember? Yes, I'm. I'm in New Orleans. Okay, yeah. I've met the people that you're meant to meet, <gasps> and mm-hmm. I've just mounted something. Oh yes, mm. yes. It, that's, when that's you how far when I you am. talk about that in Wolfenstein game, <laughs> I'm immediately <laughs> my my mind goes elsewhere because yeah, in the first game they had a very tasteful scene. So mm. 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 Yeah. and not so much of that in this one. No, it's just. It's just full on. It everything is just full on in this sequel. Yeah, everything. But yeah, yeah, I know where you are. Lots of talk about babies. Yeah, everyone's having babies or has a baby, or not everyone. Several of them. (laughs) Yeah, you got to keep the resistance going. Mm, mm. Mm. But I mean, from the from the first game, it builds on it very well. I mean, it is much the same. But I think it kind of just gives you that little bit more and I, I it's hard to try and remember a game i played a few years ago when i'm currently playing like the updated version mm. um you know in the sequel but it almost well it, it definitely feels a lot harder uh than, yeah. than i felt the first game was and i think i'm playing on the same difficulty as i was from the first game um it just feels that the enemies kind of they can mm. take you down so much e- so easy. Yeah, yeah. And I, th- I think they did have a trouble balancing the difficulty on this game. Yeah, mm. which is crazy in in a sense that they have like five different difficulties. It's like when you have such a you know varied scale. I don't know how they can get it so wrong as they did. Um, I think the default is like the one up from. Can I play two, Daddy? Which <laughs> Yeah. yeah, which is the second. Mm. Yeah, out of five. Yeah. I'm sure in the last game, the default difficulty was like the third one, the middle one, mm. from what I can remember. Because I remember I played the f- first one on normal, and I didn't think it was that bad. Mm-hmm. This one, I still played it on the default, which I still think is uh, the second one up, but I would, you know, I didn't dare go any higher than that. Yeah, yeah I think i um i started on the fourth not You're remembering brave, our con- well not remembering <laughs> our conversation whatsoever yeah i thought yeah why not give me a bit of a challenge mm. um and I, i'm pretty sure the description says if you're comfortable with first-person shooters, you should probably play on this level. And I was like, yeah, no. I might play first-person shooters, sure, I'll be yeah. alright. Uh, and I did get to a point where I dropped it down I can't remember exactly what level it was, but it was just absolutely relentless. Mm, Uh, I was just getting hammered, and then I'd die, start back over at the checkpoint, and then just 30 seconds later, I'm just being hammered. Because it was in a point where sometimes... I mean, Wolfenstein's not built to kind of be um, like a stealth shooter, but it kind of gives you the options to play it Mm, that way if you want to. Uh, But I've been 
you know, brash and headstrong yeah. and the, running forward, just just constantly aggressively shooting everybody yeah. that I can see. And I bust into this room or into the next section of the level and alerted the um, like the commanders yeah. who were just constantly calling for reinforcements. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what it was. I know what it, exactly what it was. Um, it was the um, for anyone that hasn't played it, you should just go and play it. But there's a, a scene in a courthouse. And I must have restarted that scene about 10 or 12 times. That is the one point where I got cornered and I mm. had to lower the difficulty for like yep. five minutes. That's exactly, <laughs> I like, exactly no. where I lowered it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's the way to play that game is to drop the difficulty to the easiest mode. And as you say, just play for it as brash as you want, just mm. slaying Nazis left, right, and center and feeling just. Like all powerful, it's a perfect game for the like the uh, power fantasy in that terms. Um, but but yeah, it's 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 just way too hard. <laughs> like the mm. I get people who want a challenge, but um, and those levels are there. But I think the default where it sets you from the start is just I don't think it's calibrated enough for like the average player. Because mm-hmm. yeah, me and you both play first person shooters. It's like Doom, for example. Um, 2016 Doom I found that quite easy and it's like um, started playing it, some of it on hard so I imagine that like Wolfenstein would probably be like similar but not mm. at all not at all it's so hard yeah, it's it's interesting that they've decided to make what is, is kind of almost the still quite an arcade shooter mm. uh, kind of game into this absolute kind of ball buster you know yeah. like a, a really kind of difficult experience to kind of get on with and you know you evangelized kind of like about the storyline and the settings and all of those sorts of things when we talked about it in our game of the year chat mm-hmm. and that point um where kind of the story um turns and it, and it mm. opens up <laughs> i i kind of i did not expect that like storyline wise yeah. whatsoever um <laughs> It's just, just, yeah, it's, it's just, just crazy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Constantly. There's like, there's like several crazy moments in that game, mm. but when you, everyone's like the turning points, like, oh yeah, I get that one. But if if you say the crazy moment in Wolfenstein, like that could be any moment. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, like, that's true. So, so when I say that, that's why I asked you for like a location where you were, so as not to give away spoilers, um, in terms of where you were in the story, because. If if I was like, oh, did that crazy thing happen yet? I'd be like, mm. yeah, seventeen times already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How how are you finding the not not as such a difficulty, but just like the the gameplay and the level design? Because that's probably what I had difficulties with, and that's where where that game let me down from the first. Um, I know. You had, or at least the part that you mentioned was um, was Manhattan. Mm. When you kind of when you first go to it, um, or not just when you first go to it, but parts of parts of Manhattan are kind of a little bit awkward, and they're yeah. kind of open for the almost the sake of being open, with not very much going on there. And yeah. if you're if you are a bit more aggressive and you quickly take down enemies, you're not using half of 
some of those those levels yeah, at all. Yeah, it just seems like set dressing for the sake of it, and doesn't seem like the level design was integrated into the like the set pieces, like the uh, just the sets and you know the locations which they were you know set. Yeah, so, very much. It almost mm. it almost feels like they said we're here and we need to get here. So this yeah. team is working on being here and then what happens when they get to this point then what happens when they get to this point then what happens when they get to this mm-hmm. point this team is going to craft the the level to get them from point A to point B yeah um, yeah I- exactly that that it's almost that the gameplay and the story are kind of not the place I think that's the main driving force for the game the story Yes, yeah. yeah. And I was yeah. going to say it's that they're 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 divided; that they're not sort of you know made together. But mm. that might be a little bit strong. But it, it yeah. does it does feel like that in some places. Definitely, yeah. some of the levels are, are made are made quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, but especially when you kind of you bust through. Uh, so when you're in the New Orleans level, uh, one of the first parts is you have to get into the wall and make your way through it uh, because there's a big wall around New Orleans, and I thought that actually that kind of it turns you a little bit more into a corridor shooter, yeah, um, which kind of works. And you've got waves of enemies coming towards you. And you can either try and depend on sort of like weapon upgrades and stuff. You can either try and pick them off right at the other end of the corridor, or you can charge down it as fast as you mm. like, just just relentlessly firing machine guns or shotguns and stuff like that. Um, I will say that they are iconic. I will remember these like places just in terms of. Like the world building, the uh, just the Nazi memorabilia every everywhere, the uh, posters, the mm. you know the uh, citizens walking down the street and stuff like that. So that will stick out in my mind more, like Manhattan, New Orleans, when you go into space, <laughs> all that and everything. But um, it's like more so than even like a game like The Last of Us. It's like. Everyone's like, oh yeah, the Boston level. Like, oh, I can't remember that. Everything looked green. It's mm, like an overgrown. Mm. It's like, it, but yeah, in Wolfenstein, I definitely remember those like distinct and iconic um, areas and different locations. But but yeah, in terms of how they mesh that well with the gameplay, I don't think they did it as well as the first. Mm, but, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, I think the the highlight so far is almost as you kind of say it's experiencing mm-hmm. um, Roswell when you're kind of wandering through as a fireman mm-hmm. and just everybody's yeah. kind of you know nice to you but they're all massive massive Nazis <laughs> or KKK members yeah and when and they can't kind of, what word is it the KKK members couldn't say what was it they're trying to I say I couldn't couldn't say Dankeschön. Yeah, that's the it's one. Like Danka. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was brilliant. It was very yeah. good. There's some really, really good, um, like flavor text or yeah, flavor dialogue definitely. that kind of just goes on in the background. When you get closer, you're in proximity yeah. to a couple of enemies. They'll just have a little conversation between. There was one point where these two two guys were kind of questioning uh, the level of violence that the terrorists mm. were using against them. And then said, "Oh, I really hope I'm then transferred to Death Squad. I could just go, <laughs> just go somewhere and just you know, yeah. shoot a load of people." Like, ah, uh, hypocrisy. 
I'm hearing this. This is. I mean, it's so like on the nose. It for is our time as well at the moment. Oh god, it's... yeah, yeah, definitely. And yeah, like especially around the U-boat when you just mm. see all the you know inhabitants, and as you go through the game, more people go you know go onto the U-boat with you. Just all yeah. the different dynamics between those characters and all the different conversations can be happy, uplifting, or or ultimately depressing. It's mm. it, it's just so much work that they did on that game with the story like more so than I mean especially first person shooters but most video games period so yeah yeah completely Uh, and I'm I'm, you know I'm really enjoying it it's a it's one of those that I don't think I would have enjoyed as much if I'd have played it a few weeks ago Um, you know when I kind of Mm. yeah while I was in the funk and I wasn't really getting into anything um I think I might have put it in and gone. Yeah, this is this is an okay shooter. I'm not really invested in it. I, mm-hmm. I you know, I'm, I'm not really you know fond of any of these characters. Yeah, I played the the previous previous game, but uh, you know it's it's yeah. fine. Whereas now I'm out of the funk. I'm kind of a little bit you know more invested just from my state of mind, really, and just thinking. Okay, yeah, I can see what's going on. I'm enjoying this narrative. Yeah, I can get behind this character. I'm moving through the level as him, so I'm a little bit more invested in that way. Okay, yeah. he's got the relationship with this woman and all that. So everything kind of builds really well mm-hmm. to give you like his story and uh, the scene where he goes back to somewhere. Oh gosh, yeah. try and try not to spoil <laughs> things again. Uh, the scene where he goes back to somewhere and you're getting kind of like flashbacks of stuff. Mm. Um, I thought was was done really well, and it yeah, just drags you. Yeah. yeah, it just drags yeah. you into his story just that little bit more mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, it's just I'm getting shivers just thinking about it. <laughs> That's how good the narrative in that game is. And for anyone who hasn't played it, I implore you, forget what people have said about the gameplay. It's not as good as it should be, mm. but it's one of those games that you just force yourself to play just for the story the story will keep you going it's sort of how i felt like um mafia 3 yeah in 2000 2015 or 16 16 i think oh god can't be that long ago i don't know i don't know anymore (laughs) time it's all a loop (laughs) i think you're right 2016 yeah it can't, it can't, can't be two years old God knows. God <laughs> knows at this point. 2016, we'll say that just for both yeah. of our sanity. Um, yeah, like the gameplay, I. Gameplay is very re- repetitive. And it was fine for me. I was like, you know what, this is this is okay. Um, I thought the mechanics were decent enough for the game to be repetitive. Of course, mm. that game needed probably another two years in development to. Uh, yeah be anywhere near as good as it should have been but the story, I'm sure they just pumped all their budget into that story and mm. it's great but um, but yeah it's like imagine if these games had the gameplay and the stories yeah mm. one thing to just kind of defend um, Wolfenstein 2 the, the levels are really short oh yeah you can just run through most of them, you don't even have to like fight some of the uh, I remember in one of them this massive like mech just walked through the mm. door and I'm like, nope, just around <laughs> under his legs out of the really? <laughs> Yes. I was like, <laughs> like no, nope, I'm done. Oh, <laughs> just ran <dear>. out. <laughs> well, Which is I, good, I like that. Don't yeah. make me have to face this guy. 
and it's it kind of it does quite well um giving you that kind of downtime it almost reminded me a little bit more of dishonored 2 where you're you know you go back to the boat between levels and you know maybe because of that difficulty maybe because you're dying a lot and you're repeating sections constantly they wanted to make the levels you know maybe 10 15 minutes yeah long uh, because actually, yes, you spend an hour on it whilst you're at first trying to figure out where everybody is, mm-hmm. trying to work out where all the corridors go and the kind of the best run to get through. And then actually, when you've done that, your final go is maybe just 10 minutes just to bash through. Not even that, maybe mm. just to bash through the level. Uh, and then you jump back to the boat. And as you say, you can experience the the dynamic between all of the, the, the secondary characters and everybody that's on the boat and stuff mm-hmm. and have a little bit of downtime from that kind of very ah. repetitive, shooty gameplay. So. I didn't know that was a part of Dishonored 2. It's interesting how all these like Bethesda properties like kind of mixing in with each other. Because mm. I'd, you know, relate the gunplay in Wolfenstein very much to like Doom, how Yeah. How they just really want you to run through those levels and just it's not a lot about like cover based shooting or anything like that. It's literally just mowing down people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, completely. So yeah. Mm. Mm. Definitely. I mean, with Dishonored 2, the levels were much longer, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and then you have a very slight reprieve on the um, on the boat before you then just set mm-hmm. off for the next kind of destination. Um, but with Wolfenstein, it does feel like it's a break, um, you know, to allow you to kind of have a bit of a come down from oh god, yeah, the you frantic need it. gameplay <laughs> yeah. that you've just experienced. So, and the yeah. story. It's like I remember that turning point mm. where I got to... And it's like, I had to put it down. I was like, okay, that's enough. I mean, that is way too much for me to comprehend tonight. I'll, I'll put this down till tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you do get a, um, after that turning point, you do get a choice. Mm, yeah. Um, just out of interest, what did you pick? The run and smash one. Yeah, I picked that one too. Yeah, that seems like the the funniest <laughs> one. Yeah, yeah. The, the uh, DLC, each DLC, um, follows like a different person in like World War. Well, like it's after World War Two, but um, yes. as part of this, as part of this conflict, and um, each one of them has a one of those different abilities. So oh, that's cool. When I eventually get around to playing it, um, it'll be nice to actually sample those mm. uh, abilities but even even if you pick one you can still you know find them in in particular levels and oh really can, yeah and you can i think they're quite well hidden so unless you're going around picking up all the collectibles all the gold mm. and uber cards or whatever they are um you're probably not going to notice it but but you can get all three abilities throughout the game even yeah. if you just choose one so that's cool Nice. Uh, normally, I'm a bit of a sucker for collectibles. Uh, there's too many I, in this game. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a ton of them. Mm. Uh, plus, I'm kind of yeah. thinking to myself, I, I am playing this more for the story than just traipsing around this empty yeah. environment to try and find, um, you know, a piece of gold or yeah. an LP or you know one of the other collectibles that they mm. have. I think the letters are probably the only one, ones worth actually yeah. just keeping an eye out from because they are really interesting and add more of that flavour text as you were saying mm, mm. but again there's so many of them yeah yeah don't go for all of them but <laughs> <laughs> like if you just happen across one it's like can I take the time to read it because mm. it's really interesting it's very topical even in the year of 2018 yeah, mm. yeah. 
completely. I do often find myself just kind of drifting into thought about what's been almost written. Mm. Just think, oh yeah, that kind of relates to <laughs> relates to today. Okay, yeah, and you, let's you move on. Thought... Let's shoot some more fucking Nazis. <laughs> yeah. And you would have thought the writers on this probably left, and, you know, finished everything by like I don't know, twenty sixteen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely on the nose. Um, should we open another beer? Yeah, because that one went down rather quickly. Yes, this one did as well once that head had disappeared. Mm. Uh, what are you drinking? I am drinking a beer from Crafty Devil Brewing Company. Oh. Yes. And it's called I Am the Resurrection, which is a hoppy amber ale at 5.5%. Nice. I've not had a beer from them for a long time. Mm, it's in a uh, 440 can. I'm used to seeing the beers in, I think, 330? Mm. Um, yeah, orange can, there's like a, well, there's some, I'm guessing this is Rolling Stone. No, the Stone Roses, okay. <laughs> Best drank cold, singing and dancing and rejoicing while whilst listening to I Am The Resurrection by the Stone Roses. Some band I don't know. Oh, you maybe you're a bit young for the Stone Roses. No, just not my kind of music. <laughs> yeah, where are the Stone Roses from? Manchester. I don't know. I don't remember. Mm. You know, indies, Brit pop. Yeah, not my kind of music. No, I was I was just purely into metal at that point. <laughs> I was listening to S Club Seven, so I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> Still am, twenty years on. Yeah, I still listen to metal. There we go. Ah. How entrenched in our music we are. <laughs> um, I am drinking the Us and Them double IPA from Wylam. Uh, 8.2%. It's one of those beers that tells me the hops, which are Citra and Mosaic. It doesn't give me any information on any of the other stuff. Just the hops. The hops are the only important part. Uh, but yeah, 8.2%. Again, as yours in a 440 milk can. Mmm. <coughs> Nice artwork on it. Everyone seems to be going to 440s. Well, good. Next we'll be going to 500 and then 660. The rest mm. of the world can join Bristol on its standard 500ml bottle. Hmm. I agree. More well, bang for your buck. Yeah, definitely. I seem to remember a conversation on Twitter um, from like the Beer O'Clock show where they were... Was it the beer o'clock show? Was it someone else when they were asking about is it only Bristol uh, which have like 500 mil bottles? Because Wiper and True seem to deliver everywhere else in 330 mil bottles, and it's only sort of in Bristol that you get your 500s. Uh, and Arbor do whatever a pint is, five, six, eight, yeah, or something yeah. like that. And obviously, good chemistry is in a bigger bottle. Mm, yeah, it's you got beer. the right idea. Yeah, more beer. <laughs> just a bunch of alcohol explained. <laughs> <laughs> it's to combat the uh, high rent. Once you drink all that beer, you'll forget about it. <laughs> Slash, won't be able to afford it enough to move in with your mother-in-law. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. What, what's the beer like? It's very dark. It's, yeah, it's um, it's past amber. It's sort of like a mahogany colour. It's very looks like a brown ale almost. Um, Got like a uh, one and a half finger, just off white head. It's quite foamy. 
stays on the glass lacing. Um, yeah, it's completely hazy. Can't see through that. Mm. Not at all. Aroma. Um, getting slightly, like, kind of burnt orange kind of aromas off it. Quite malty. Nice. Yeah. See what it tastes like. What What does yours look like? Um, mine's very oh, orangey, yeah. very amber. Yeah. Uh, again, hazy. On the nose, it's unmistakably mosaic. You're getting fruitiness instantly. I pour this one so much better than I did the last. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe five mil of of head, which is kind of it, it stays on the glass slightly, but almost no kind of. It's not flat um, in the flavour, but but I, I suppose maybe because I've just had a beer which had a lot of carbonation to it to start. This kind of almost feels almost feels flatter than, than maybe it is. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, it, it's what you'd kind of expect. It's citron and mosaic. There's fruitiness to it. I don't know whether it's just my taste buds from last week. Uh, mm coming back but there almost feels like there's some kind of stone fruit there as well yeah I don't know, you know peach or apricot something like that but really light really light in the kind of the balance of the fruits that are um, that are there a uh, little bit of little bit of sour grapefruitiness not much uh, mm-hmm. but it's a it's a good double ipa it's exactly yeah. what yeah. you want it's there's a lot of juicy sort of notes to it good that's what mm. we like Nice juicy WIPI. Again, another another eight point two percent beer, which is going to just disappear. <laughs> yeah, mine's pretty decent as well. Mm. Um, getting a bit more of that orange in the uh, flavour, bit of malt. Um, there's quite a bit of bitterness on the end as well. Yeah, that I can taste not as much as the. Uh, previous beer but it's still a lingering bitterness i don't think that's like carrying over from the last beer it's definitely like quite hoppy and bitter on the end Mm. (coughs) it is described as a hoppy amber ale so you definitely get those hops um what i probably would have liked is a bit more earthiness i'm getting a slight earthiness Mm. but i think i'd want it bit more accentuated um it's quite even though it's quite hoppy at the end and quite bitter it still f- feels quite clean and quite fresh on the end um not not to say it's light but it's very i think the best way to describe it is just clean a clean finish mm. um despite having bitter finish as well but yeah it's quite light body as well so even though you can't see through it and it looks quite cloudy and hazy you're not getting a full body or anything. It's quite okay. it's quite light and easy drinking in that mm. in that sense. But but yeah, it's a decent you know amber ale. But yeah, it's not much more to say. I mean, oh, would uh, a bit of earthiness would have been nice, but yeah, it does the job. It's it's good enough. It's it says what it you know it does what it says on the tin. Sure, it's hoppy, sure. Nice. amber. And it's an ale. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they've done well then. Well, that's three out of three. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, I've not seen a Crafty Devil in Bristol for 
for a while. I don't know whether it's maybe, you know, because I try and bop to, you know, several different bottle shops. I try not to mm. go to the same one. Yeah. You know, because obviously all the bottle shops have slightly different deals with different breweries and different distributors and stuff. So they've always got different breweries to kind of try. Uh, but maybe they've come down, you know, here and they've just gone when I pop into the bottle shop mm. that they're only stocked in or, uh, you know. Who knows? Because they are based in Cardiff. So yeah. it's just, you know, stones far away from you. But um, I don't know. I mean, Crafty Devil, I've always noticed their beers, but I don't know. I've just. They've never been out front and centre for me. It's like I always—it's one of those breweries where it's like I may not pick you up every time I go to the shop, but if I do, I know I'm going to have a decent experience. I know it's going to mm. be a good beer. So yeah, I get the mm. feeling. I don't think they've been around that long, have they? Uh, I wonder if we can see a. Maybe it's them phoning you now to tell you how long <laughs> yeah. they've been around. <laughs> Uh, they they called and they said they don't know either. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I only asked because I went to Cardiff. Ooh, maybe oh god, how long ago was it? Maybe three years ago. And I um, saw this stall. So Cardiff had this kind of like little market going on. Mm. Um, I don't know whether it's a, a you know recurring weekly thing or something, but there was this little stall and it said Crafty Devil Craft Beer, and I'd never heard of them before, so I went over and had a couple of little tasters yeah. um, of I think the three beers uh, that they were selling at the time, uh, and that's all they were kind of making then. Mm. Was it maybe three, maybe four years ago, perhaps? I mean, my memory's shot. I drink too much, so <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, but it, it feels like. You know, last year, really. doesn't feel like they've mm-hmm. been around for, for, for too long, I guess. Uh, I'm, trying, I'm looking at their site. They're actually crowdfunding at the moment, by the looks of it. Yes, mm. on Indiegogo. Right. Um, can't see when they were started trading. It's got to be at least two years now. Two, three years, I'd imagine. Yeah, it's where There's you no do way the uh, company's, company's house search and yeah. getting a little bit yeah. too involved. In, um, <laughs> Start looking up their uh, head brewer. <laughs> Kidnap him. Yeah. Get him to make us some beers. <laughs> to be fair, Cardiff's quite a good location for for both of us to just go over there and demand him make us some beers, yeah. I suppose. It's a beautiful city. They've got good beers, good breweries over there. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Should we jump back into a game? Yeah. Oh, several games. What have you been playing? Um, I haven't been playing much, but I can tell you about a game that I have thoughts about. Okay. Um, it's called Never Stop Sneaking, and I played it on Nintendo Switch. Uh, I think it's out on PC as well, but I think for now at least... It's a console exclusive with Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it came out uh, probably about December last year. I think it was a later launch in in Europe. Um, but I picked it up a few weeks ago when it was mm. on sale. I think it was about £7 or something like that. Um, it was like 40p on Steam. 
Yeah. <laughs> I actually think that they dropped the par- price on Switch to match it with, like, the PC price. Well, that's good. Um, if but they did. It was, st- it was still, like, it's on sale on Switch for the same price as the PC price. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. after that, it's going to go up to double. But <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> so, so I jumped on it um, when I could. Um, I heard decent, I heard mid, middling things about it. I heard that it's basically a top-down stealth game um, in the vein of like the first Metal Gear Solid. Okay. Um, that's is a callback to like um, PS1 era polygonal art. So it's got that kind of blocky 3D texture mm. to it. Um, it's kind of a riff of that of that era. It's it's quite a comical um, story. It's basically you're you're a spy and you're basically infiltrating these bases to build up um, by gaining experience points. Experience points. Experience points. Sorry, <laughs> beers hit me already. Uh, experience points to build up bases and you know. You know, get intel and recruit other people like scientists and soldiers, so you can finally mm. take down the big bad. Um, I started enjoying it. Um, as I said, it's a callback to like polygonal 3D art, so it's like you know, this is trip down nostalgia lane slightly, and um, it's well. I think it's described as a game for a stealth game for people who don't like stealth games because you you don't have to actually engage with it that much you oh, right. yeah you know, when you like the soldiers were you know patrolling got the vision cones as you'd mm. expect from normal stealth games and when you know they're walking around as long as you get in within like a certain distance the game automatically just chops them down for you. You've got like, I don't know, a sword or something like that. And it's like, you don't have to press any buttons, you don't have to engage in anything. So it's just like automatic. And, which is fine, but if it's a case of, I need to stay out of the way, I need to watch patrols, I need to do the right manoeuvres and get behind Mm -hmm. people, etc, etc. So that would be okay. And I was like, oh, this is alright. And then, also negating any kind of difficulty is the fact that you have so many slots in your arsenal if you get seen by one of these guards if you have a bullet it basically means you can one shot them and they won't alert anybody else and they'll just die immediately Right. or if you have a smoke grenade it will automatically just throw that and just stun everybody um, and there's like turrets and cameras as well if you have an EMP grenade it will just automatically nullify those as well. So there's not really any challenge to the game. Mm. Which I was like, oh, okay, at the start. And then, when I started going through the game, I was like, two hours in, expecting, you know, like, new mechanics to be introduced, new perks, new systems. And to be fair, one or two are. After about two hours in, I was like, okay, this game has nothing else to offer. Oh, no. <laughs> Absolutely nothing else to offer, and I get it. I'll just see it through to the end anyway. Because mm. it's, it's like, it's, it's, it's 
I think like AC Bongos, aka Graham Boyd, uh, coined this phrase, but it's like a cup of tea game where you can hold a cup of tea and you can play the game. Because all you really need to do is, you, you know, navigate with the joystick and that's it, because everything else is automatic, automatically done for you. And I was like, this is a cup of tea game. So, I, I, you know, I just switched my brain off, listened to some podcasts, play this game. And I was like, yeah, I'll be done in a few hours, maybe. No. <laughs> that game goes on forever. <laughs> And when you know when you get to a certain point where it's like I've committed this far, mm. I have an illness where I just have to finish games anyway, unless they're absolutely terrible, which this yeah. should have been in the category of. But I was just like, I, I just got to see it through to the end. I've got this far, and that happened to me about sixteen times. And it's like I've done an extra two hours. I've built up built built up more bases. I've gone through the same boring looking levels. There's like three different you know color palettes to the levels there's like a jungle yeah. level an underground mine level and a space level and it's like there's no other kind of variation or variety like to the levels i think they might be procedurally generated because things are okay. in different places every time but mm. that doesn't really help <laughs> to be honest mm. and it's ugh. and it's the fact that you have to replay levels to get enough experience points to build new things new oh, bases lame. yeah and it's like just extending the time even more yeah and i'm sure it took me like 20 hours or something like that i'm sure it's like i'm gonna have to look on my switch and see how much time i actually dedicate to this game but i might just vomit straight away because i thought <laughs> what am i doing with my life all that time could have been spent in something else what is it adel would yeah. say something like sunken time fallacy or something <laughs> philosophical like that yeah. um Oh no! It's it's re- it, it, it's just like I don't understand how the developer, who who's the developer of um, Dust and Elysian Tale, oh, which really? I haven't played personally, but yeah, the same developer. I think I think he said like this game was in my mind. I just want to make it, and I'm thinking fair play to you, mate, because as a creative, that's pro- you know, that's probably all you want to do. Just Mm. I have an idea. I want to get this out in, into the world, share with other people, and just get it off my mind once and for all. Yeah. And it's great that you know someone an indie indie developer, a one man, I think it's a one man team, can, you know, release a game critical critically acclaimed, and be afforded the time and the money to then make whatever they want, not a sequel, just whatever they want. Yeah. I think anything. that's great. But I don't know where he got in this mi- in his mind to extend this game by like 16,000 times longer than it should have been. I mean, if you've only got a certain amount of scope, budget, etc., just let the game be 2-3 hours. Yeah. You know. And I would have got my feeling. I was like that was all right. But it's just like it's just a ugh. It I know. Almost it. sounds like kind of baby for baby's first stealth game. Yeah, but it for is. For babies yeah. who have nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah. Which is me, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, I just wanted to... I, it's like, I've not been in the best of moods to play games recently. Uh, having a cold and stuff. So it was like, I just want to turn off my mind and still feel like I'm playing something. Mm. But this game was just excruciating sometimes. It's like, you're still making me do this. Mm. It's like, I was driving 
while getting driven down to uh, Twickenham on the weekend. It's like I want to listen to some podcasts on the way and I'll just play this game, you know, to uh, pass the time as well. But it's just, it's just so long. It's just so long. It's like, <laughs> just why? Why would you do that to people? And it's like, I actually wanted to see like the cutscenes because they were quite funny and just like yeah. wanted to see what happened. But it's not a groundbreaking story or anything like that. But I don't know. I, I just... It's just, just cut your game in half. I mean, a lot of developers are, you know, guilty of this, AAA to indie as well, but it's but it's like, just just make it two hours. Done. Yeah, I think yeah. developers kind of get a, a bit worried when their games are, you know, shorter because they worry about the criticism that they'll get for, oh God, yeah. you know, charging yeah. X amount for a really short experience uh, because people... I have no idea why, but people equate, you know, time to money, and yeah. they think, well, I spent say fifteen pounds on this, and my time is worth more than five pounds an hour, so I need to get at least <laughs> three hours yeah. out of this game or four it's hours. It's true, of, you know. It's true because when I was so incredulous, thinking how how effing long is this game, I went on like you know, I just looked at like Steam discussions and Reddit, and people were like, oh. It, it, how long is this game? And someone was like, "Someone was like, oh, if it's about seven to eight hours, I guess that's okay." And it's like, what? Mm. <laughs> seven to eight hours is more than enough. Yeah, completely. I, enough. I always think to myself that the way that I kind of equate the whole value to a game versus their actual monetary value is how not how long the game is going to engage me for. But kind of what I'd be doing otherwise. So mm, if I only get yeah. if I get a game which is say two, three, four hours long, and I've spent say fifteen quid on it, I know that I could go to the pub and I've already spent fifteen quid at least in that amount of time. Yeah, which is the other thing I would be doing. Oh, fair enough. So, That's an interesting way of looking at it. Exactly. So I'm. You know, I'm quids up yeah. already, yeah. and I've experienced something rather than some odd conversation down at the pub. Mm-hmm. So, my uh, my basis is usually: Am I going to play this before it's on sale? <laughs> <laughs> and the answer is usually no. No, not at all. <laughs> Nowhere near. Either. Yeah, yeah. No, games I do buy on day one. I want to support the developer, and mm. you know, I believe in the game. I know I'll enjoy it and I'll know I'll play it straight away because, you know, I'm looking forward to it. But it's, yeah, I don't I don't equate, you know, time with money or anything like that. It's like, mm. I'd pay, you know, 50 quid for Gone Home. Well, maybe I wouldn't know that I've played it, but, you know, experience that rich. You can't put any value on it, you know? I just don't think you can. And... It's. I suppose it's a weird one when we've mm. got things, you know, like novels, which mm. might take you say ten hours to read through, and you have a very rich experience, and that maybe costs you know, eight quid or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, games versus other media. Yeah. Doesn't kind of almost no. equate uh, yeah. across. Maybe with movies, you know, you go to the cinema. It's you know all told, it costs you maybe ten quid, and you're there for two hours. Uh, and actually, that's probably a lot more expensive than you know 
buying games really yeah, yeah. for for the experience that you're kind of getting uh, but no one really you know i suppose people do criticize cinemas maybe for putting up their prices a little bit yeah but it's nowhere near the kind of flack games would get for no that. not uh, at all i think people just like to quantify games too much and it's quite it's quite damaging for the mm. industry in my my perspective but um yeah, it's like playing Rhyme through. Um, we both really enjoyed that game. Yeah, I played it on Game Pass, and I had a free code for Game Pass. And it's like I would absolutely buy this game, like after my subscription elapses, because I believe the developer did such a great job with it, and I want to give them the money. So, mm. and you know, time I played and etc. doesn't even come into it. It's just was that experience enriching for me? Did I enjoy my time with it? Did it, you know? So it, I don't know. It's like it's, I don't understand why people usually think, oh, well, the sixty-dollar game has to be, you know, sixteen hours long or something like that. It's or like, have like multiplayer, which is endless yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, I think people may have been mm. spoiled by, uh, you know, multiplayer modes and things and just continuous gameplay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. You, some people just buy Call of Duty, well, maybe not just Call of Duty, but some people buy Call of Duty or FIFA, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the game that they play. And yes, they might spend fifty quid on it, yeah, but they play it for a year until the yeah. next iteration arrives, and then they play pay fifty quid and play that for a year until the yeah. next game turns up. Uh, but it, it's it's like a, a you know talking about supporting developers and stuff. It's an interesting point that you raise that when games such as Rhyme mm-hmm. uh, kind of come on PS Plus or games of Gold that they've obviously been given a sum of money from yeah. you know, Sony or Microsoft for that to appear on the service. Mm-hmm. But there's no way for you to kind of support... If you really enjoy Rhyme and you think, I really want to support the developer... Buy set the Sexy Brutale. Well, exa- all, you can, <laughs> yeah, all you can yeah. either do is, is buy one of their other games mm-hmm. that are out or wait until their next release and think yeah I'll buy Buy that that day one one, even if it's a game maybe that you won't enjoy but then in two years time when that game kind of is about to release and you think "Mm, I don't think I'll play this it's not really Mm. something for me you'd question that yeah and you almost think that like almost a tip service should be implemented into you know the PlayStation or Steam or things like you know yeah those kinds of stores that you can just give Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, was it Tango Works who made Rhyme? You can give them five quid. Yeah. You you think Rhyme is worth five quid on top of your PlayStation Plus subscription? You can just give them five pounds. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be a really nice, yeah, feature absolutely. to have yeah. into every single uh, you know every single platform store, mm-hmm. just to just to support developers even more because yeah, we constantly see developers kind of going out of business or shutting down games and stuff because yeah, maybe they haven't performed quite as well, but their previous game may have been mm-hmm. fantastic and yeah. actually they've tried something new and it didn't work but because it didn't work that's them they're gone they're yeah. shuttered and they've got no chance to be able to um, you know be revived and make make the next game that maybe they yeah. were already planning and making and stuff so completely yeah. agree yeah so I, I do you know like podcasts I listen to and everything you always see people like asking for this it's like I've bought the game already I want to throw the developer a few bucks Mm. And usually the developer will say, just go buy a t-shirt on our site or something. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, but like Hitman, it's like, I bought the like, collector's edition or whatever, only the statue. 
So it's like, I, I've bought the highest tier thing. How can I give you more money? And it's like, I bought, like, blood money and, you know, the HD trilogy and, and like bought Absolution. it on Steam as well. And, yeah, mm. all that rubbish. And it's like, <laughs> I bought all that just to, just to, uh, th- you know, throw and through extra pounds. But, um, th- just last note I was going to make is, um, in terms of attributing, like, value to cost, um, Someone I know at work, uh, they saw me playing Celeste. I brought that into like work, mm-hmm. so I was addicted to it earlier this year. And um, I said it's got like a ten out of ten from like IGN and other publications. Yeah. And they were like, "Really?" I was like, "Yes." And they were like, "Oh, but it's like pixel art." And I was like, <laughs> "Yes." <laughs> and he plays games to be fair, but he said like, you know, he's got kids and he's got a family. He's got limited time. Uh-huh. He's like, if if I'm gonna play a game, I want it to be like triple A budget kind of, all the bells and whistles and just dripping with money like Uncharted Four or something like that. And mm. It's like, well, I was like, fair enough, just carried on playing. <laughs> I uh, yeah, it's it's just it's just a completely different yes. bubble that we we live in. Yeah, very completely. privileged one. Yeah, uh, I would imagine that the majority of of people think like that these days um but maybe that's kind of changing a little bit with you know even games like fortnite and stuff with like battle that's royale free. being free mm. maybe that's damaging that kind of, to the kids yeah. <laughs> and they're gonna grow up thinking why is uncharted well maybe not uncharted call of duty 97 not not free <laughs> Call like, of Duty ninety seven. it'll literally be <laughs> so you know set in nineteen ninety seven. <laughs> Yeah, what what yeah. conflicts were going on then? The Macarena. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just have to fight your way through dancing people yeah. constantly for eight hours. Well, it'd be like the No Russian uh, mission, <laughs> but a dance. Yeah, it'll be a dance off. <laughs> oh dear! Press X to raise to your hands. Yeah. Um, let's talk about these beers. Out Indeed. of the two that you had, the uh, the Crafty Devil, was it an Amber Ale? Yeah, Hoppy Amber Ale. Yeah, and the Gypsy and Hill the, Pale. Yeah, the Beatnik, yeah. Mm. Um, it definitely has to be the Gypsy Hill. Okay. So, two wins in a row now they have. Yeah. Um, yeah, just really, really drinkable. Just finish that in no time. Very light, very sessionable. Um, piney, resinous, bitter on the end. Slight bit of fruit in the aroma and the taste, just an all-round, well-balanced, good beer. The um, Crafty Devil, um, I am Resurrection. It's it, it's a very good beer as well. Mm-hmm. Can't fault it really, except maybe I wish it had a slight bit more earthiness. Yeah, but that's just me, and that's that's just nitpicking for no reason. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but. When it when it um, compares to the uh, beatnik from Gypsy Hill, fortunately it plays second fiddle. But mm-hmm. another good week, another two good beers. Yeah, nice. So I'm happy, chappy. How good. about you? Um, I've also had very two good beers, two beers that um, you know, hit exactly kind of what I wanted. Um, I think the Wylam us and them double IPA is good, but it's. A double IPA. It's juicy. It's doing something similar to a lot of juicy double IPAs. Uh, I'm not getting much more from it than 
just a, a good, well-made beer, which is fine, which is which is great, you know. Excellent to have really well-made beers put out there. Yeah, uh, we're just spoiled, aren't we? We just want our beer exactly, to be amazing. Exactly. Mm. Uh, the irate saison did something different um, with that Breton there as well, and it was really nice. I'm not really one for kind of the not breaded beers, but um, you know, I'm not a white wine drinker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not a yeah. champagne drinker. I'm I. I I just don't like them very much, uh, but this kind of gave me a a nice saison with just a little bit extra, and the, the kind of like the breaded element of it didn't take over too much. Um, it was it was prominent, uh, but it didn't pull away from kind of like the saison characteristics. Mm, yeah. uh, so I think the I rate saison is probably um, my my pick this week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean the us and them from from Wylam. It's still a good beer. Yeah, still a bit. If you want a double IPA, this would be a very good beer to pick up. If I that's might what try you're and find for. it. Yes. Find it now. It's Come almost on. double IPA season. It's getting. Well, I would say it's getting warmer. It's not. It's but not. it's meant to be spring. It's meant to be sort of summer. It's almost summer, isn't it? God knows what it is. <laughs> the I world know. is frozen over. I'm constantly looking out the window thinking, can I wear shorts yet? No. No, oh, not at all. No. It's still got snow on the roofs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Yes. Mm. Um, so, if you'd like to talk to us about your beers, if you'd like to talk to us about our beers, or the games that we've played, or the games that you're playing, you can do that in lots of different ways. We are at tankedup underscore cast on Twitter. You can email us, tankedupcast at gmail.com. You can go to the Out of Lives Facebook page and comment on any post about any beer you want. Someone will find it. Someone will know. We'll, <laughs> we'll discuss it there. Uh, you can also go to outoflives.net and listen to other podcasts, watch some videos, read some articles about entertainment. Uh, Lucy, mm. how do people talk to you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at TankedUpLucy, all one word. Or you can add me Juicy Loose Nine on Xbox and PlayStation, and Juicy Loose on Untapped. And just a quick note: um, a deal at the Omniarch is in Canada, mm. so possibly when he's back, we'll start penning this uh, classics list. Yes, putting in the early phases of that. So, Rock Four Eight. Sit tight. Yes. And Carling. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Give it its full title, Carling Black Label. Is that what it's called? It's got to be, yeah. I'm sure it's called Fancy. Carling Black Label, yes. Uh, if you'd like to tell me what beers you enjoy, what classics, you know, or the flavour profile of a Carling. Yeah, give us some suggestions. Because mm. I can't think of anything outside Carling. <laughs> That's it, I'm mine. So <laughs> focused yeah. on the joy of Carling. Uh, you can get me at Nova underscore 47 on Twitter or Nova underscore 47 on PSN and Steam. I don't have an Xbox because I'm a one-console household because I'm Fanboy. a poor, poor man who has to pay no, rent no, and no. stuff. That's a, just his excuse. Yes. He's sitting in a golden chair. <laughs> <laughs> My throne mm. made of gold. Golden beer cans. Yeah. I only wheel out when I'm going to record this. Yeah. The only time I sit in it. <laughs> oh dear oh dear this this 8.2 this wild definitely hit me good 
Keep the cameras rolling. Yes, no, no hint of alcohol, though. That's good. It is. Just I don't think I right mentioned down. that earlier, but mm. you can't get that alcohol off it whatsoever. Anyway, we've been tanked up. Bye. Ciao. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, dear.